0: Welcome back wrestling fans, Clash of Champions is in the books and we got TakeOver coming up this weekend where we're going to run you through everything else that happened in this past week of professional wrestling. I'm here, I got the world famous Chick Foley to my left. What's
1: going on guys?
0: And we got the MVP Marco Denton up in Massachusetts. How you doing Marco?
2: I'm doing fine over here.
0: So as always, I'm going to start out by thanking you guys for uh, supporting the show. You know, We're seeing the following grow a little bit. Uh, Each week, uh, it gives us the boost to keep this thing going. Uh, What you guys can do to support us is leave us that five-star, that Dave Meltzer five-star review on iTunes, and make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button. All right, so stuff like that is going to promote us up. Uh, When people just search, you know, pro wrestling or wrestling figures and help us be one of the top results to help uh, the people who aren't already card carrying members of the Foley fam just kind of stumble upon the show and and find the awesomeness that we got going on over here. So, Sheena, tell them where they can find you on social media.
1: So you can find me at Chick Foley on Instagram um, or you can go to ChickFoleyShow.com and you can join our Foley fam there. Um, We have Patreon exclusive content. You can join our Facebook group, our Facebook community and interact with us over there. and you can find Marco on Twitter at Chick Foley Show.
0: That's right. So, Sheena mentioned the Patreon. You can find that at chickfoleyshow.com. Uh, it starts at a dollar a month. You get access to an awesome, awesome Facebook group. That's really, you know, it's worth the price alone. You know, like I said, dollar a month, we can spend 10 bucks for the year. Lots of uh, buying, selling, and trading of wrestling figures. Plus, we do some awesome, uh, you know, communal fig hunting to help out uh, getting. Getting all the figures that you need during these tough times. That's it's not even part. just wrestlers. You know, we got people that are into NECA, um, GI Joes, all kinds of stuff. Turtles. So, yeah, we'll help you out finding those figures and getting them out to you for retail. Uh, we got a lot of unbox Mania videos coming up. We're going to do Elite seventy nine. Um, I'm going to take a look at the AEW uh, Unrivaled Series one, Chris Jericho, and I'm going to bust out some of the various Mattel Elites to really do some in depth comparisons between uh, the Elites and the Unrivaled figures to to see how they stack up. Uh, speaking of figures, we want to plug uh, ringside collectibles, one of our partners. Make sure you use code chick foley to get 10% off of all of your purchases there. Um, the Halloween sales in full force, and you know, speaking of spooky things, the ringside exclusive Bray Wyatt with all the Firefly Funhouse puppets uh, just came in stock this week. So, if that's something you're interested in, go and place that order and use code chick Foley to get 10% off. Um, with that, we will move to inside the squared circle and take a look at our top six stories of the week in pro wrestling. So uh, one thing to note this week, the the order's kind of scattered around. So we're going to start with Clash of Champions just because it's kind of the biggest thing we need to get out of the way before we move forward. Um, Marco, what were your overall thoughts on the main event between Roman and Jay? That was, that was the biggest story going in. And I think everybody was really intrigued to see how it played out. Uh, what do you think of it?
2: Uh, I thought it was the, for me, it was a match of the night. Um, just see all the elements of that match was um, hard to describe. It's just, it's just as a wrestling fan sitting back and watching that. you have not I haven't personally had that feeling of uh, just like excitement and satisfaction for a match in a while. Um, not only, not because Roman Reigns is in it, I'm, a, I'm on the Reigns train, uh, mainly because the, uh, the storyline, um, the, what was happening during the match? The dialogue. Um, I think I mentioned in our uh, Discord chat that we have uh, pretty much every pay per view that I pretty much I'm pretty sure they turn the mics up around the ring so you can yeah. hear like um, Roman all Reigns. The dialogue. Yeah, you can hear all the dialogue. Yeah, Roman. You can hear. It had Jay. a running
0: monologue going throughout the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
2: like it was almost like watching like a almost like a show or a movie or something like that. Just like just like the elements, it was like a beginning, middle, and an end to it. Like that you didn't even see coming. It was like a. Um, Spoiler alert! uh, If you haven't seen the match, but yeah, it was—I think uh, uh, it it was a five star. I don't like to use that, but it was a five star match in my opinion, just from from the uh, from top to bottom, just storytelling alone. uh, I'm I'm giving it a five star.
0: Shane did it live up to your expectations?
1: Oh yeah, I I loved everything about it. I feel like Roman is right where he needs to be um, at this point in his career. I just think this heel turn. I love what he's doing with it. I love Paul Heyman. I am so here for shirtless Roman Reigns. He looked like a freaking million bucks. Like I don't know if if he's always looked like that or that time off that he took, you know, um, for the past like month few months like has really just done him good he's been able to hit the gym but man like he looked amazing and then that that end scene with him standing there with the title and the lay on with his six-pack and just the sweat just looking like a freaking certified superhero like it was just awesome dude he just looked amazing
0: he looked dominant it was, i thought it was a really good touch having jimmy come out at the end uh, we haven't seen jimmy in so long really kind of just tugged at the heartstrings um seeing him trying to protect his brother I like that they left the door open for the Usos and and Roman to still team up down the road because um you know at the end of the night you know Roman kind of just did what he said he was going to do he said he was going to beat down Jay and show that he you know had the rightful place at the head of the table.
1: True, but I don't think we I don't think we knew like you know is he going to take it that far? Is he going to like legit just like beat him like beyond what what the the call of duty? You know what I mean? And he he took it there, which caused uh, Jimmy to have to come out. And I wasn't like when Jimmy first came out, I wasn't a huge fan of. Like, I was like, oh, God, like, here we go. Like, he's going to, like, throw in the towel. Like, when did that become an option? Like, somebody could just come out of the back and just throw in a towel on behalf of the talent in the ring, you know? Um, but after the fact, once he threw it in and kind of went in and consoled Jay and everything, I just love the dynamic there in the ring where he was like, you know, we're family. Like, what are you doing? You know, just kind of just like so confused as to why Roman, like, took it there.
0: Yeah. I hope Roman keeps the lay, too. That gives him a little bit of uh, visual flair on the entrance if he's going to stick with just the shield pants and boots and, and losing the vest. He needs a little bit something else to to complete the look.
1: What if he gets like a full light like headdress? He's the tribal chief. You know, he's going to have like, uh, like a Hawaiian, um, you we, know. We
0: already saw that with Rocky Maivia in 1996. It didn't work out. <laughs> true, true that. So the other big match of the night was uh, Drew McIntyre defending the WWE Championship against Randy Orton in an ambulance match. Uh, these type of gimmicks matches are always a little hit or miss, but this one was definitely well-received. Um, Sheen, do, do you think it was the best ambulance match we've ever had?
1: I mean, ever. I don't know if it's the best one ever. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I, I love the cameo appearances, like from all. It was like it was like taken through the Christmas story, you know, or what what's the story with um Scrooge where he goes Is that called the Christmas story? Yeah, where you saw like all the ghosts of Randy Orton's past, you know, from this past summer, like everybody that he had wronged. Um, I love that aspect of it. The only thing that I didn't really love about that is if they were gonna let Drew win. Um, I felt like that, because he barely pulled off the win anyway, and then he st- he had like four people helping him, so I just feel like it kind of made him look a little bit light, you know?
0: Yeah, they did give him an out on on Raw on Monday night when the Legends came out and said that um, he had no idea that uh, they were going to help him out, you know, so it was a surprise. So
1: True, it's still a surprise, but I mean, it was still like, you know, he, they, they took some big shots on him. You know what I mean? I mean, big show slammed him through the announce table. Shawn Michaels pushed him off the freaking stage. I mean, he took some big bumps from those legends and still drew just barely squeaked out the win. you know?
0: Right. Um, yeah, I think it was just to set it up so that way they could still have one more match at, at hell in the cell. Uh, Marco, what'd you think of the match?
2: Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was, uh, probably one of the best, uh, matches in recent memory. Uh, only because I have a bad memory and I don't remember <laughs> a lot what of the. about Bray and Dean Ant Ambrose? Moves. Yeah. Um, that, uh, oh, yeah, actually. Yeah, that was actually really good, too. But, um, yeah, I didn't mind the uh, the 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 legends coming out and, you know, kind of like helping. Um, maybe because they like I almost likened it to the movie uh, Scrooged as opposed to uh, A Christmas Story. If you ever seen that with Bill Murray, it's kind of like a yes. more of like a darker version of that. But um, <laughs> where, you know, Randy Orton had it coming to him, it was. It's, it's karma. He sure. They were going to get him at some point. Um, I was, I was more surprised of the Christian appearance than anything. Uh, him kicking the crap out of yeah, that was Orton. Cool. Um, but yeah, he took a super kick and he got pushed off, off the ambulance, which is, and Michael's can get up there still. So I oh don't know One, yeah, more, it one was, more. match. Uh, it, it was fun.
0: I, I like how they, uh, I like how they worked them in. They, they hadn't spaced out enough to where it was a surprise every time they popped yeah. up. And yeah. I, I just thought it was a fun story that they told. I was still waiting for, uh, I was, I was paranoid that Ric Flair was going to come out at the end and join back up with Randy Orton and end up costing Drew the match, but you know, wow. we got to see the nature boy uh, drive Drawed out the in ambulance. the ambulance. Yeah, but, yeah It was a me. good, you know, the, the other big high profile ambulance match I was thinking of was Roman and Braun, um, from oh, back yeah. in 2017 yeah. When, yeah. when Roman basically tried to murder Braun. Um, but, but this one was good. It really lived up to, uh, the hype. They did a good job using the, the venue going backstage and, and then bringing it back out. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped to see these guys um, in the cell. What, what's your thoughts on that, Marco? Are You ready? Because that's it looks like that's where we're heading. You think uh, they're going to be able to to top what they did at Clash of Champions when they face off at Hell in the Cell?
2: I think so, uh, mainly because it'll it'll just be them two. Yeah, you will not see the legends again. Hopefully, um, they don't just uh, rip through the uh, the the mat there and enter the ring. But uh, yeah, no, I, th- I think it'll, I think they'll I think they'll live up to it. I'm not I'm not sure if it'll be better because all the outside stuff that they had going on there. They like the surprises and stuff like that, but who knows a Randy, he comes out with some pretty uh, crazy stuff in his matches. So, I'm, I'm thinking of the uh, Jeff Hardy with the screwdriver and his ear and oh, his uh, little god. whole thing. So who oh, knows? Speak,
1: yeah, we'll, we'll get, we're, uh, we're not even going to touch on that. But um, freaking Jeff Hardy, like they love using his ear as a prop, dude. Uh, but who knew when he gauged out his ears like that 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 was going to be like one of his defining features? to people would just attack. We saw Sami Zayn put a freaking handcuff through it. That's this, right. I was like, oh my god. Yeah.
0: The, uh, the one good thing about having all the the legends help out, like Sheena said, is it really adds some intrigue into uh, the, this rematch at Hell in a Cell, you know, because now it's really going to be Drew and Randy one-on-one, uh, nowhere to go, you know, because Drew's two wins so far. He got him on a backslide at SummerSlam, which, you know, is a legit win, but it kind of just came out of nowhere. And then again, you know, he won on Sunday night with the help of, uh, of four different legends. So... Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how they played out when, it, when it's him and Randy just one-on-one in the cell with, with no one there to help yeah, out. Yeah,
1: no one's ever broken through a cage in WWE.
2: True.
0: Yeah, so, <laughs> in theory, it'll be just the two of them. All right, next story. Uh, the end of Raw, we saw Randy Orton go full... Uh, Splinter Cell for all the, the gamer fans out there. Sheen, what, what did you think of the scene when he came in with the night vision goggles and took out the legends?
1: I mean, it was a little bit corny, but I, I mean, I was kind of here for it. I thought I thought it was good. Um, and I just thought it was weird that they all like it took him so long to get the glasses down and get the light off. I'm like, shouldn't somebody be getting up by now and like attacking him? But I liked when he kind of like walked off and like pointed toward the door and he had his hood up and everything. I thought that was I thought it was pretty funny.
0: Marco, how'd you like it?
2: Uh, I loved it. I didn't think it was going to be that fast of a a revenge for Randy Orton. I thought it was going to be, you know, something maybe next week or or the week after. But what better time to attack a a bunch of old dudes while they're playing cards? Um. (laughs) Did you
1: notice that nobody yelled or screamed or like went, oh, ow, oh, like there was no like it was just like literally like the banging of a chair. Um, Like nobody had made any noise at all during the scene.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, actually, yeah, I didn't I didn't, yeah, I didn't notice. I mean they knew they probably knew that it was coming. It was he, he told them he's gonna get his revenge, so but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Obviously you couldn't see it, but uh it was uh it was entertaining. I loved it. No raw underground, you gotta throw something in it, uh fill that void.
0: So speaking of uh, you know, new people showing up on Raw, we did have see Bobby Roode uh make his return. He's been out for a long time um we saw him come out in the main event you know Dolph kind of teased it that he had somebody in mind for the open challenge for Drew McIntyre Sheen what did you think of uh Bobby Roode's return and do you think he's actually gonna get a shot to to become the main eventer that we never really saw when he came up from NXT
1: I liked it I've always liked Bobby Roode and you know I've I've always thought he had main event potential obviously he was in the main event scene at NXT and was just amazing but um I feel like they just dropped the ball with him in WWE. They kind of just like stripped away all the things that made him great in NXT. Um, you know, he just had this over the top entrance. Um, he was a, a heel talk talk so much shit to all the fans. Um, just really really leaned into his heel persona, um, and then you know, won some freaking high profile matches in the in the uh, along the way. So when he got to WWE, they just kind of like like made him a face and pulled all that away, put him in tag teams. And I just feel like they kind of like didn't know what to do with them. So I'm, I'm excited for, I mean, it's not really a repackage, but maybe it's just like a reboot um, to get Bobby in the main event scene.
0: Yeah. I think you could do with a good change of scenery, head, head over to, uh, to either SmackDown or maybe even back to NXT and give him another rundown there. They could definitely use a little bit more star power in NXT. Uh, Cause he, he's awesome in the ring, you know, a very smooth performer. Uh, he. He, he looks like a star, but it just has not clicked since he's been on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anybody else that's been on the sidelines the last few months that you'd like to see uh, come back and get a little bit of a push, Marco? Uh,
2: I'm trying to think. Um, not really. I mean, the only one I could think of that I haven't seen in a while um, that did the uh, King's Ransom was, uh, was Chad Gable. Um, you read
0: my mind. That's exactly who I was thinking also.
2: Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him get like. I obviously take him a little bit more seriously because he is uh super athletic, super talented uh, individual. So yeah, definitely uh, get to see him in some type of title picture. Maybe even the, if he's on SmackDown, or let's say move him to Raw, put him in like the, the US title picture or the mm-hmm. IC picture or even move him down to uh, NXT and have him go for the Cruiserweight or something like that. Like, I, th- I definitely think he needs to be in a some type of title program because that dude's strong as hell. He could I mean, he tossed around uh, exactly. Matt Riddle like he was nothing. Like he put him in a suplex city, uh, with no problem. So like he could, he can wrestle anybody. Um, he, he has that kind of like Kurt angle factor. Yeah, um,
0: exactly. He, uh, that's who he reminds me of the most. Cause yeah. he's really, really funny. If you saw his stuff when he was, uh, you know, first starting on NXT, he's got some, he's got some awesome comedy chops, but then, uh, he can just go in the ring. So yeah, he, he really reminds me of you know a smaller version of Kurt angle yeah. and, I think if they ever use him right, he could, he could really be a huge star for them. So up next, our third story is, uh, or excuse me, our fourth story is the CFO theme songs continue to change. Most notably, we saw Alistair Black uh, debut a new entrance and uh, new music on Monday night. Um, the, for those that that haven't been tracking on this uh, CFO, the group that's been behind, you know, basically 90% of the WWE themes over the last four or five years, they, they had a weird deal with their uh, their record company um, before they started licensing their music to WWE, and basically, WWE is having to pay a lot more money than they normally would to license these themes week to week. And the word from backstage is that they're not necessarily forcing anyone to change their music, but they're they're uh, they're highly encouraging it. So I I think we're going to see more and more of this over the next you know six to twelve months uh, some of these iconic themes from the last few years getting swapped out uh sheen what do you think about alistair's new music
1: hated it hated it it's just it is not it at all um i mean the his and his theme song was like one of my favorites like him and champa and rollins like they have like some of my favorite theme music and i mean if they if they like give Champa's music the, the ax I'm going to be so, so sad. But yeah, the root of all evil is just like, I mean, you can literally just like sing along to it. It gets you freaking hype dude. And then they had this weird new music that was like, it was just generic rock music. And it was like, you know, Alistair black. And I'm like, we know who it is. You know, you don't got to say his name. Um, They changed his whole entrance up and everything. So I just hate it for him. I mean, I understand like the business dealings and all that. I mean, but they got they got to find somebody better because these new theme songs are not not doing it.
0: The the three biggest themes we've seen change uh, in the last, you know, eight months or so has been Seth Rollins, Keith Lee and Alistair Black's Marco. Which one of those do you think you're going to miss the most?
2: Uh, definitely uh, Alistair Black's. It was like Sheena said, it was it it, get, it got you hype. But um, you could sing along to it and everything. Keith Lee's is great, too. Um, actually, all three of them are great, but definitely Alistair Black because it was more like there's an actual song. I'm kind of scared that uh I'm not sure if the feed if his was a cFO. no, um, I think
0: his was befo- his was before cFO. his was okay. from an actual band, yeah, they actually band. got the
1: rights for like from that band to use. um and that's the first time they've done that in a really, really long time. like they did that specifically for Bray Wyatt I I can't remember what the name of his song is, but yeah, they got the the actual rights for that. but yeah, Alistair Black, and it just fits so well with his like yeah. gimmick and its persona and everything. And it just really sets you up for what you were about to see with Aleister Black. But yeah, the new music is just, it's, it's dropped the ball for sure.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know who they've got doing their music now, but I, I mentioned it a few times. I still think they need to go back and get Jim Johnson. You know, he was the guy that did a lot of the, the most popular themes from the late eighties and the nineties, all the way up through the attitude era. Yeah, I think he was actually under contract with them all the way up till 2015 before they parted ways. So I don't know if they had a, you know, a, a ugly split or whatever, but he hasn't gotten snapped up by AEW or anything else. So I'm not sure what, what Jim's up to now, but I'd love to see him bring him back just so, uh, we can get back to getting some good theme music. Cause it's, it's a, it's a downtime right now for themes and WWE mm-hmm. and AEW, you know, uh, there's like maybe two or three songs I even recognize for the AEW themes, and there haven't been any good new ones in uh, WWF or WWE in a while either. So, no, we got to do something to shake it up because the theme songs are, are a huge part of uh, of every wrestler's you know presentation and really getting over, especially once we get live crowds back. I think it's yeah. going to be even more important then. Uh, so, another big thing from this week, there was no raw underground for the first time since it debuted uh so if you if you search on the internet there's a few different uh stories out there speculating on reasons uh why it it may potentially be on a one-week hiatus but if this is the end of the line and there's no more raw underground marco what was your favorite favorite memory from this wild new uh presentation for raw um a
2: couple of favorite memories two of them are just like people just going and destroying everyone. Uh, first, first and foremost, her business, uh, when they first appeared, I think on, on raw underground, they just like, they kicked the crap out of everyone there. Um, the second one is definitely Braun Strowman, him showing up. Cause that was, I like, got expected. I wasn't expecting to see Braun Strowman, at raw underground and him pretty much doing the same thing. Just taking on all comers and just destroying everyone. Uh, honorable mention goes to, uh, Dolph Ziggler. Um, Cause he was pretty badass on uh running guard. I can't, I can't front on that. He was, uh, he was handling his business on uh on that front. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree for me. It was probably Dolph just cause I'm a huge Dolph fan. And yeah, he definitely, he, he looked really legit in there uh, doing his thing. And then the other one was probably just the debut of raw underground just cause they kind of got it fine tuned to something that w- was half-ass entertaining, but that first time Raw Underground came on, it you I think collectively the the WWE universe was just like, what the hell are we watching right now? It's like yeah. one of the producers just like went and binged Def Jam Underground for a week straight and came back and was like, <laughs> I got an awesome idea for a new segment, guys. Um, didn't connect. It, it, Sheena, how much are you going to miss Raw Underground if it doesn't come back?
1: Um. Not so much. Um, it was okay. I like. I, it started to grow on me toward the end. Like you know, I like the change of pace and I like the <clears throat> change of scenery. But I mean, I'm not going to miss Raw Underground if it just goes away forever. I mean, where was it even going? I mean, that's the thing with Raw Underground is, I mean, I don't even know what the like. It, where is it building to? What What's the point of these? You know, just to get these guys a little bit of you know momentum before they go have a an actual storyline on the yeah, main roster? It, it was
0: just a way to, yeah, exactly, just. Get a bunch of quick matches in and give people uh, a little bit of momentum before they go do something bigger. All right. So, with that, we will go to our number one story of the week, and that is that we have NXT TakeOver 31 going down. So, for those who have been keeping score at home, Sheena is now going to be the uh, Chick Foley show <whistles> prediction champion for two weeks in a row. I think uh, her and Marco ended up in a tie, uh, in Clash of Champions. But the you know, pro wrestling rules if it's a tie, the champion retains the title. So, Marco, you got a chance to, uh, to take the strap back, um, at this, uh, this Saturday, uh, or excuse me, this Sunday, we'll see how you do. So, uh, we'll get right into it with the first match. So in just a straight up grudge match, we will be seeing Kushida take on Velveteen Dream. Marco, what is your prediction?
2: Uh, I'm going with Kushida. Um, it's his first NXT takeover. Um, most people go with Velveteen because he's he's like the uh, takeover guy, but I uh, no, know Kashida. He's he has a vendetta. He wants to kick the crap out of Velveteen, and uh it's Kashida's time to shine. So I'm going with him.
1: Yeah, I gotta go with Kashida too, just because I feel like this is gonna kind of launch him into the cruiserweight um scene and just kind of get him on the on the map. And I mean. Yeah, Velveteen Dream, I mean, he has really nothing to like win or lose in this match. So I think he'll I think it'll be a good a good match between these guys, but I think Kushida's coming out on top.
0: Yeah, I agree. It seems like Velveteen Dreams kind of lost a lot of momentum since he failed to, to take the belt from Adam Cole earlier this year and, and Kushida's on, on his way up to to bigger things. So up next we will have the cruiserweight championship match. <laughs> Santo Escobar defending against Isaiah Swerve Scott. Sheena, what's your thoughts on this one?
1: Um, I have not been tracking on these guys, so I'm gonna say I think Santino. Uh, Santino what is his name? Escobar. <laughs> I think Escobar is gonna is gonna win this one.
2: Marco, Uh we're gonna have to split on this one. I'm gonna go Isaiah Scott. Swerve. It's Swerve's house, so I think he's gonna take it.
0: Yeah, I agree. It does seem like Escobar has been doing a lot with the belt since he won it. Um. Swerve is definitely somebody that they put a little bit of marketing behind. I think they see some potential in him. He's definitely got more main roster potential, and and I think he's going to take take the belt. Uh, now we have the North American Championship match. <laughs> Damian Priest is going to be defending his newly won title against Johnny Gargano. Johnny's going to be trying to make history by becoming the first ever two-time North American champion. Marco, do you think Gargano will pull it off?
2: This is a hard one because I... Th- 'Cause it'd be pretty cool if he does become the first ever two time. But uh I think Damian Priest is uh retaining. Um same thing with Isaiah Scott. There's there's a lot of push behind Damian Priest. Um and I don't think he's losing it that fast. Maybe if they do another they have another like a second match or a third, maybe uh, he'll lose it, but uh definitely not this one. So Damian Priest, the archer of infamy, is who I'm going with.
1: Yeah, I got to go with Damian Priest because I just, I mean, unless there's going to be a situation where, um, Candace beats EO, which I don't see happening, and like both Garganos like leave with the belts, you know, and they got, they both have gold, um, I don't, I don't see Johnny Gargano beating Damian Priest. So I'm going to go with Priest too.
0: Yeah. The one thing that it seems like Priest should, should probably win this coming off his big win at the, the last takeover. But, uh, like Sheena mentioned, you know, Candice is going for the belt also. So Johnny's definitely be going hard. So, uh, I, I could see this one going either way, but yeah, I, I think at the end Priest is going to retain. So next we'll have uh, Johnny's wife Candice LeRae fighting for the NXT Women's Championship against Eo Shirai. Sheena, how do you see this one playing out?
1: Um, I'm going to go with Eo Shirai. I mean, she's one of the best women's wrestlers ever, um, and I just I don't think Candice is the one that's going to take the take the title from her. So I'm going to go with my girl Eo.
0: Marco.
2: Yeah, definitely Eo. I don't see. Uh, Candice winning that if if Johnny Gargano was facing like Finn Balor and going for the the main title and he won I'd probably pick Candice LeRae but other than that um yeah, I'm definitely going to Io Rai on this one
1: yeah unless they unless they each get involved in each other's matches I can't see them winning you know it's got to be some sort of like you know smarmy heel tactics going on for them to to get the win
0: all right and now it's time for the main event the NXT Championship match. We saw the uh, the up close personal interview tonight with Sean Michaels kind of hosting. Uh, Finn Balor defending the NXT title against Kyle O'Reilly of the Undisputed Era. Marco, how do you see this one going?
2: Oh man, it's going to be a uh, a brutal back and forth banger of a match. But uh, I'm going with the Prince Finn Balor on this one. He's way too determined. Uh, winning that title as well as keeping it it looks like so yeah he's uh he's not losing any time soon.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I hate to just like, you know, uh, is it, have we had anybody, have we had any titles change hands? I don't think they're in this, they're in this predictions. We've had any, any titles. Yeah, Marco
0: picked, uh, Swerve oh, yeah, picked Swerve.
1: Oh yeah. You picked swear. That's right. Um, so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Finn Balor too. I don't think, I think he's going to carry the title for a while. I think they're going to really make this a uh, really important run for Finn. And I mean, I think Kyle Riley going to give it all he's got and he's going to give him hell and it's going to be an awesome match, but I just don't think he's got, got it to get over the Prince.
0: Do you guys think we see Undisputed Era get involved in this?
1: Mm, most likely.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think right.
0: so. Uh, Sheena, what match you most excited for out of the, the five we got set up for for Sunday night?
1: I mean, definitely Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly, I think. Because I'm excited to just see Kyle O'Reilly like, give it all he's got as like a singles competitor. Because you know, I didn't really follow him before when he was um, you know not part of Undisputed Era. So I'm excited to see what he's got.
2: Marco, how about you? Uh, same here. Yeah, definitely. uh Uh, Kyle O'Reilly just just based off of that uh gauntlet match um and his performance there uh definitely looking at um this Finn Balor as like his as his coming out party as well so Mm um yeah definitely interested if if, uh if Shotzi was uh facing Io Shirai I'd probably pick that as my uh like my pick but um yeah definitely the uh Kyle O'Reilly Finn Balor match
0: yeah I'm intrigued by this one too it really kind of came out of nowhere with the Kyle O'Reilly is, you know, being one of the top, uh, top baby faces now in NXT. Um, you know, the Undisputed Era have just been such heels ever since they debuted. And then we saw Adam Cole basically in the, the, the face role against, um, against Pat, Pat McAfee, McAfee at the last takeover. And now Kyle O'Reilly against Finn. So, uh, I'm really wondering how it's going to play out. And like I said, what the, what the participation from Undisputed Era is going to be uh whether kyle wins or loses uh so it should be a pretty good one uh that being said this definitely feels like one of the the more low-key takeovers that we've had in a while uh kind of just snuck up on us you know it it doesn't feel like it's got any real buzz going on it they didn't really bother giving it a name i think it's just nxt 31 Mm -hmm. is is, takeover 31 is the name of this one how are you guys feeling sheen does this feel like a traditional takeover to you
1: not at all i mean It just feels. I mean, it looks like. I mean, if you just look at the card, it just looks like a stacked episode of um, NXT on a regular Wednesday night. Um, I don't know. I I feel like. I feel like we've mentioned this before on on the show, but NXT is definitely taking the biggest hit in the non um, fan era. You know, they definitely need that fan base because, like, some of these guys, you know that they need that crowd behind them because that's the cool thing about NXT is like that, that crowd latches on to people and like boosts them to the moon, you know? And without that, it's just kind of like, it feels a little bit empty. So I feel like they're, they're suffering the most. And NXT was like my favorite program before, um, well, really before they went to two hours. Um, that was like when it was like at its peak, but then when it went, you know, on TV, I feel like it started to take a little bit of a, little bit of a hit. And then when the COVID era hit, it was just kind of like, well, well,
0: yeah, between expanding to two hours and, and then yeah, again the having to move to just the performance center with, with no crowd, it's definitely been a rough year for NXT. Uh, the good thing is though, they got, with Triple H and, and Hbk running things down there, I'm sure they'll get it. They'll get it turned around, get it heated back up in, in no time. Uh, Marco, what, what's your thoughts going into the show? You, you pumped for this
2: one? Um, I am just just off of the uh, the main event alone. It 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 did seemed like it was kind of like eh we're just gonna throw it out there mm-hmm. um in, in my own like like conspiracy brain i kind of think triple h wants to like number wise catch up to wrestlemania so next year they can have like a nxt 37 uh right along with a wrestlemania 37 <laughs> i didn't even think so, about that <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> for some weird reason that's why they're like so you might see a lot more they just
1: change them to the
2: numbers instead of being so they got,
0: what they got five months to to book six of them
2: yeah i mean which i they can they can if they just do like these one-off shows like like these like these like non-like huge event versions of them Mm -hmm. but yeah i think it's mainly just to get back like next year if there are live live crowds able to do it like you have this one weekend where it's NXT takeover 37 and wrestlemania 37 so like I can it's see that. Like, like you name. said,
1: it's easy to do it this way because you're you don't have to sell tickets, you don't have to do any of that. You know, what I mean, you can just literally book a takeover anytime, any place, wherever you want to. So, exactly. yeah, I could, totally, I could totally see that.
0: All right, so that wraps up inside the squared circle for this week. Again, it was definitely a little bit of a light week outside of of Clash of Champions and Takeover. With that, we'll move on to everybody's favorite segment of the show: Go Figure.
2: Here comes the money.
0: Here we go. Money
2: talk. Here comes the money.
0: All right, Go Figure is sponsored by Ringside Collectibles. Again, make sure you guys are using code CHICKFOLEY. Anytime you guys place an order there to get 10% off your figures, this is where we discuss all the latest in wrestling figure news and go over our weekly purchases. So, Marco, take us away with figure news.
2: All right, so speaking of uh, next year, uh, speaking of WrestleMania 37, um, we had some news on the uh, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Series 1 uh figures from Super 7 uh they will now be delayed till January wow. of next year. Um these are according to uh emails sent out by Ringside. Uh, yeah, if for I forgot it. it. I was I
0: was I had the Michael Jordan crying face on when I saw that email come yeah. in my
2: inbox. <laughs> yeah, major um, bummer. yeah. I mean yeah, so the, I mean the question is uh will we actually see these before WrestleMania 37 or even after?
1: No. No way. I, I don't I'm
0: skeptical. We're going on you know, I think it's going to end up being over a year yeah. uh, of delays by the time these things release. You know, my concern now is that if uh, the contracts run out, some of these guys aren't even with New Japan by the time um, mm. they get ready to release them. You know, I'm not sure what the agreement is if, if Super Seven reached out to the wrestlers individually to to make the deals, or if it's actually with uh, New Japan. But um, yeah, it, you know, I'm I'm worried if these things keep getting pushed back, but they end up just getting canceled.
2: Yeah, it's pretty uh it's pretty telling even though like you, you know you have the the major bros they have their their order Yeah, I was just going to bring them up. Out. And uh, I think them basing it off of what's happening with new Japan, I think that's why they did like a made to order type of thing so they right. can actually it's not like a mass production it's like um as many people that order them, those are the ones that are going out. Those are those are the people that are going to get them. It's not going to be like oh, we just made a bunch of these and now we're just waiting for the ship or, or, or however they do, however they business True, followers. but how do you so.
1: prioritize, you know what I'm saying? How do you prioritize production on such a small batch whenever it's yeah. like, you know, you're trying to get out these like multiple series of New Japan figures and yeah. whatever else they got going on. Yeah. I mean, these are just the New Japan figures that we're talking about. Um, I mean, th- those aren't the only figures that they make. So
0: Yeah, because I, I have series two pre-ordered also, man. So I'm thinking like... <laughs> be like a, a, grad, a high school graduation gift for my three-year-old by the time <laughs> they end up coming out so I really ho- I hope again that the protos and like the pictures look freaking awesome like, yeah. they, they really look like they're gonna be some of the uh, the best wrestling figures we've ever seen I'm not even super familiar with with some of the guys in the series but the figures look so great that that I'm just getting them so so hopefully we get them eventually that that's my hope right now is they just don't end up getting canceled but I, I'm starting to get a little skeptical with all yeah. these continued delays
2: yeah um, yeah, they, they, I mean, for the first two series, they pretty much picked all like pretty much every single superstar that you can think of. Um, so pretty much all those guys in the lines in both of those, uh, both of those series are the main guys over there. So you're not getting any, uh, any like, uh, bench warmers or anything like that. They're all like frontline, uh, uh, main event people right over there. So yeah, I mean, if, if it's that term, it's worth the wait. So if they're really that good, then. Just yeah. wait it out and see when they show up. If it's 2021, 2022, who knows? I think people will uh,
1: just forget about them. And why they just have a box on their porch and be like, what Oh, what? Oh, what is this? Yeah.
2: <laughs> They're here. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So we have, uh, some more news with the, uh, WWE, uh, decade of domination. Uh, so Walmart, uh, shipped some Randy Orton figures, uh, while many orders have been delayed, uh, to 10 30. So wow. uh, next month, actually a month from today. Um, so it's uh, yeah, the stated would be uh, nine thirty. Um, uh, they may surface in some stores prior to release. Uh, obviously, that can always change. But uh, what do you guys think? Hoping, do you think?
0: Do you think? I'm th- hoping they come out because my concern is that it's going to end up being like the the flashback series three, the the you know the infamous Harley race set where you only end yeah. up having a few stores get them, and these things end up being sky high. I just I don't understand because. We we seen pictures of them in box months ago, so it seems like they're ready to go and they're just sitting in a warehouse somewhere. Um, so you know, obviously, you know, we we probably need to get in touch with Action Figure Attack or somebody like that to uh to figure out exactly what, what the deal is with these. But they they were meant to commemorate Mattel's ten year anniversary with the line and you know, tomorrow's gonna be October first. So we're down to three months left in two thousand twenty, or these yeah. things are basically gonna be irrelevant yeah. by the time they hit store shelves. So so we'll see. I still, I, you know, I, I really want that Mark Henry, but I got a bad feeling that, you know, that that nation of domination Mark Henry is going to end up costing me a hundred bucks plus. Cause I actually got lucky on that, uh, that flashback series three set at uh, one of my friends on Instagram got them right after they came out before anybody had really realized how rare they were going to be. Yeah. And he sold them to me for basically retail plus shipping. You know, I think he, I think he may have made like, you know, 10 bucks profit off the deal. Uh, but I ended up scoring that whole set for retail without even, you know, leaving my house and, and looking back now, it's crazy. Cause those four figures together, are like, you know, 550 bucks plus. So, yeah. uh, I, I'm worried about this one. Luckily, the only, the only ones I'm really looking for out of this set is probably the nation of domination, Mark Henry and that Kane, and maybe the Beth Phoenix, w- which ones are you looking to get from this set, Marco?
2: Uh, yeah, definitely the Mark Henry, um, Definitely the Beth, Beth Phoenix and obviously since I'm a Randy Orton fan, definitely the uh the Randy Orton. Um when you were actually when you were away, um I'm not sure if she's brought this up to you, but they were like on eBay, there were actually boxes, like factory sale boxes of the yeah, Legend Series Three I forgot about that. being yeah. sold on eBay. Like there was yeah. this one seller that had like multiple boxes multiple of them.
1: Cases. Yeah, cases I know
0: People you're talking, about, and he's yeah, he's been selling. He's had been selling Harley Race like basically one gets sold, and he posts another one up. So he's probably made you know over thirty thousand bucks selling these figures. They're oh, definitely, uh, yeah. So that's why you know I still got a feeling that you know a year or you know two years from now we're gonna see a shitload of those figures show up in like big lots or five below, and it's gonna be what the hell because they I can't imagine that they didn't make as many of them as the, as the other sets. I think they just made them and for whatever reason walmart you know canceled their orders and and they're just setting somewhere yeah um but yeah like i said you know who would have known that freaking king harley race would end up being the most valuable mattel figure
2: (laughs) true um so we haven't had this talk in a while our our girl we've been slacking yeah we've been slacking on our our brandy Rhodes uh talk on this show i feel bad now we gotta gotta bring it back you
1: dominated the show for like three weeks in a row
2: (laughs) yes she did um (laughs) yeah so uh so, a little brand brand, um, AEW figure is uh showing up at, at Walmarts as well as um, wow. I seen earlier Finally. today. Yeah, there's a lot of there's some chase figures popping up too at some Walmarts. Uh, they're showing uh, some some uh, collectors out there are posting pictures of uh, the Cody Rhodes and uh, Jericho chase figures. So, yeah, uh, I think look- this
0: is like the basically the second round of AEW figures are starting to hit Walmarts because I've seen a bunch more of them um, popping up on the figure finding forums online. Yeah. And like you said, Brandy's showing up now and some of the chase figures. So I, it seems like there was no Brandy's or chases in any of those first sets that went out.
2: Yeah. And, um, yeah, I checked in my area. That's still there's still out of stock.
1: I haven't. Yeah, I haven't employees. seen these <laughs> in the wild. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen the ring. Our local Walmart right up the road here has the ring in stock. But yeah, no no action figures. I've seen the
0: ring and the belt, but I've yet to see an AEW figure in the wild. In the wild, are you chasing uh, any of the chase figures, Marco? Are you going for any of those?
2: I mean, if 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 I'm out and about and I find one, yeah, definitely. But I'm not gonna like go too crazy with it because just finding the first wave and even the second wave now, it's still. It's, it's still kind of hard, so we'll see. I mean, it's it, it if it's attainable, I'll definitely go for it. But uh, I'm not gonna. You're not you're not gonna seriously chase. I throw all my eggs in a basket, yeah. as, as they like to say. Yeah, uh, I'm, this, I'm the
0: same. I'll, I'll grab it if I see him, but I, I'm not actively hunting either one of those chase figures.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, so on some lighter news, if you're a Funko collector, uh, the uh, Undertaker pop does um, a uh, glow in the dark one. It's exclusive to uh Amazon, which is pretty awesome. Um actually mm-hmm. I have the uh, uh Undertaker Funko Pop. It looks like it's kinda like the same one, but obviously it's it's a glow in the dark version. Um isn't
1: it is it like purple or green? Is it it's like it's purple. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I knew it was purple.
2: Yeah it's a purple it's, it's kind of cool. kinda looks like the uh the Ghostbusters uh Undertaker, Undertaker. figure that they, they had out there but but yeah, no, it's pretty awesome if you're definitely yeah, if you're very a cool. Collector.
0: I always think of the, uh, the series two Jack's bone crunching action undertaker. You remember that one? it Glow in the dark. So oh, yeah, I'm always down for some glow in the dark undertaker figures and, and we're big in all the WWE pop. So I'll definitely be adding this one to the collection.
2: Yeah. So what do you guys, uh, what are you guys looking at for like the new, uh, so there's, I, I posted some pictures, uh, uh, yeah, where did dip-
0: those graphics come from? So the, there's uh, a, uh, the so
2: yeah, there's a guy that we follow on, uh, on uh, Twitter. His name is a uh, WWE retro stars. Um, okay. And he, he has a uh, graphic that he updates a lot. Um, and this yeah, is I've the seen most those recent pop up one
0: before, but I was never, I've seen like various people sharing those, but I wasn't sure who was actually the creator. Those things are super helpful.
2: Yeah. Um, and he, he, like you said, he keeps it up to date. And if something happens, he'll update it and post it again. But uh, yeah, the, it, he has like the, the pretty much the complete legends line, the decade of domination, both both uh rosters out, the fan takeovers, uh the two packs, the only one he didn't add, which he did uh update was the um the exclusive uh there's something exclusive from ringside that he didn't add on there. The Charlotte? Uh not the Charlotte. Um Mr. T and like, Roddy Piper. Uh yes, yes so Roddy Piper uh two pack. There he didn't add to it, but uh, he I like that he's got the store it.
0: exclusives on there because that that's been like the most confusing thing over the last year. Keeping track of all the upcoming, uh, you know, individual store exclusives. Luckily, Ringside has been getting those. So hopefully, our buddies at Ringside keep on uh, stocking the store exclusives to to save us some time and trouble.
2: Yeah, especially especially like the Survivor Series um, a lot of that's coming out. Um, that'll be definitely helpful. But uh, yeah, like I, I like how it's set up where he has like the the exclusives and then like. Just based off of the series, like um, he kind of puts the pieces together, whatever you've seen at, at um SDCC, as far as like uh reveals and stuff like that, he kinda puts them in order uh for you to like to gauge on what series right. to, to go for, which is pretty awesome. Um pretty interested in a uh, series eighty four, not gonna lie. Uh that has uh so far Rhea, Ripley, Kushida, and Garza. Um and there's yeah, the uh th-
0: Kushida elite looks like it's gonna be great.
2: Yeah. Uh, there's three spots left, so who knows who those are going to be? Uh, we know where the, the Sasha's in to land. Uh, the Sasha Elite that they also um, pictured along with uh, Rhea is going to be in 83, so the series before. Uh, just yeah, I
0: think it was originally going to be a ringside exclusive, so I don't know what what made her get bumped to uh, the main Elite line, but hopefully we get somebody a little bit more interesting and maybe somebody we haven't seen before in the with the ringside release. Yeah. Uh, and, um, I think that retro Bulldog's probably the one I'm most uh, excited for coming up.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it looks like Walmart has like a lot of the exclusives over over Target um, for now. So like, you know, Target obviously has Billy Graham and uh, and uh, Rocky um, Johnson, uh, but then like Walmart has Mae Young Bulldog um, as well as Undertaker. Uh, actually, Undertaker has been uh, spotted too in the wild as well as yeah. I think he's behind. showing
0: up. Uh, at, it seems like he's been uh, somewhat easy to find in the UK. I've seen a lot of our UK followers. Uh, posting up him from Smiths, I think in the UK has been getting their Elite 79 Undertakers in. The packaging's awesome. I love the yeah. packaging on that, but the figure just didn't really do a lot for me. Um, but yeah, going back to the Bulldog, I think I'm going to go ahead and take matters in my own hand and get a uh, get a custom Dynamite Kid put together. I probably hit up uh, the Warsman if you guys check him out on Instagram. He's got a lot of awesome uh, 3D printed head sculpts for 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 older wrestlers that we haven't gotten Elite's of. So I'm thinking I'll hit up him and then. Um, you know, probably probably hit up our good friend Lane, the Mad Reaper, uh, to to get a uh, you know, a little paint job and, and uh, do some part swaps to get a get a dynamite kid put together. I, I just, I'm, I'm really skeptical on Mattel ever ever getting a figure of him just because he's got such a, a troubled past.
2: Yeah, I mean that's yeah, it's it's possible. Better do that now. It better be safe than sorry, as they like to say. So, right. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, we'll just jump into the weekly purchases.
0: Um, yeah, what'd you get this week, Marco?
2: So, nothing uh, nothing wrestling related. Um, I did pick up the, because uh, I'm a, there's another thing, I'm a huge Terminator 2 fan. So, when I was little, uh, when that movie was out, I would watch that movie religiously. Like, I made my parents buy it, and I watch it like literally every day. Don't know why. I was just fascinated by it. Um, so, NECA recently released the Sarah Connor, John Connor um, 2 pack. Um, I'm not sure if you guys seen that at, at Target, floating around, but uh, a, a few of my targets headed. So yeah, the uh, the the cover art is uh it's it's uh, the it was it's artist drawn. Um, so it's not just like a picture of them from the movie. It's actually like it looks like a, like a like a like a Gonzo type of like um, movie poster cover art for the. Uh, it's like a, a flip open one, so you flip it open and it's them two in it. Um, it has uh, a couple of head scopes for sarah um it has one head scope for john connor um his accessories are the bat backpack and if you watch the movie that um thing he used to plug into to break into stuff and take money out of atm (laughs) machines so that's that's with it as well you could put it in his hands um yeah it's it's pretty sick i was i was just walking by i was like i was like holy crap and then obviously the t800 already had that uh the neca version that they came out with so yeah, that was. I was. I did know That's that. That's why you gotta be careful existing. with NECA.
1: You gotta set boundaries now, Marco. I'm telling you right now, because they're, they're gonna just keep expanding and like getting into things that you love <laughs> and that you're interested in, and you're just gonna find yourself in like this deep wormhole. And yeah,
0: the well,
1: uh,
2: yeah, they I had it. the old
0: figures with the action figures that came out like when that movie was in theaters. I, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator yeah, 2, he was the. I want to, I can't remember if he was the world champ or the intercontinental champ in my figure federation, but, uh, I had kind of <laughs> an anything goes federation when I, when I was a kid with, you know, I had X-Men figures, Terminator, everything mixed in. I just remember giving him a big push. So yeah, I got a little soft spot for, for T2 also, uh, our weekly purchases. The only figure we picked up this week was the, uh, green suit million dollar man Hasbro. Like I said, I'm still slowly, but surely piecing together a Hasbro collection. It was yeah, kind of a pain in the ass finding uh, one with the green suit that came with the belt as well. Uh, but I finally, you know, save searches are your friend on eBay, and one finally popped up for a, a halfway decent price, so I added him. Um, Sheena, she hadn't posted on the account yet, but she got an awesome Tumblr. Uh, tell them where you can get that from, Sheen. Yeah, a so... Bit about
1: um, it uh, Brian Parrish in the group posted this, uh, awesome Tumblr. It's like, uh, it's got all the Hasbro's like, you know, illustrations of all the Hasbro figures on it. Um, even like the mailaways and everything. And I, when he posted it, I was like, Oh my God, it's like a stainless steel insulated tumbler. Um, and I was like, I have to have that. So you can go, um, I can post the link, you know, on, on Instagram and stuff like that. And it's the link is in the group, but I'll repost it for all you guys who are listening here, but it's print that's And if you look up WWF stainless steel insulated tumbler, there's two different sizes. Um, there's like a 30 ounce and I think like a 24 ounce or something like that. But I got the 30 ounce and it looks so good. I love it. So I'm super, super stoked. I can't wait to post pictures of this thing. But yeah, it was just such a random piece of merch. But yeah, like you never know what you're going to find. The Foley Fam just like digs things up out of nowhere.
0: The uh, only other thing we got was we picked up the, the two dudes with Attitude shorts from Chalkline. I think they still have a few sizes available of those. If anybody wants to go hit them up, and then also our friends at Chalkline uh, released the Wrestlefest shorts tonight, and I, I checked right before we went on air, all sizes are still available of those. So you guys know how it goes with Chalkline; their uh, their stuff sells out quick. So if you want something, jump on it. But yeah, they had uh, the w, the WCW Nitro shorts, the two dudes with attitudes, and the Wrestlefest shorts. All dropped this week in addition to some other really awesome stuff on chalkline, So now we will move in to quarantine and chill. El
2: ídolo. <laughs>
0: All right, Quarantine and Chill is our segment where we give you guys a recommendation, something to check out aside from just watching wrestling. So uh, for today, it just so happened to be International Podcast Day. So again, we want to thank everybody listening to this podcast right now, continuing to give us your support. Uh, and we're going to go around and just talk about our favorite podcast. We're going to do one wrestling and one non-wrestling to give you guys some recommendations for, for some new stuff to listen to as you're looking to pass some time. So Sheena, get us started.
1: So, um, this isn't necessarily like an ongoing podcast. I mean, I have tons of favorite podcasts, but since you'll be listening to this on, um, October in the month of October, most of you will be listening on, on October 1st. I definitely want to kick off spooky season. Um, I've talked about this podcast when it first came out, but we have so many new listeners now that I want to just like bring, bring new life back to it. It's by the ringer. You guys know I'm a sucker for all ringer podcasts. Like they just have the best crew. Like I just love all of their content. Um, last year they came out with this podcast called Halloween unmasked and they literally go through the history of the Halloween movie franchise. You get all the behind the scenes goodness. You got Danny McBride because you know, he's involved with Halloween, the, the new Halloween movie. Um, it's just, it's, it's like so in my wheelhouse. Um, I love it so much. And the thing about the ringer podcast, obviously the tech part of it is like, you know, above my pay grade. I'm not sure how all the, you know, RSS codes or whatever work, but the way the ringer does it sometimes is if it's like a, a short, series they'll like lump it in with something else after it's gone off you know after it's like quit airing um and so you will find it if you type in halloween unmask in your podcast app it'll come up but it's gonna have the artwork for quentin tarantino feature presentation so don't be thrown off by that if you go to quentin tarantino feature presentation and you scroll back to season one you'll see all the halloween unmasked episodes
0: you got a wrestling related uh, recommendation
1: for us? Yeah. Well, I'm going to obviously recommend uh, you guys go listen to our friends over at fully posable. Um, they've, I mean, they were the original wrestling figure podcast. Good guys over there. Jeff and Scott. Um, Celeste is a friend of mine. They, they put out awesome content every week. They're kind of dabbling in new um, other toy lines too, which is super cool to see from them. They got some, you know, GI Joe action and stuff like that going on on their show. But yeah, definitely check out the fully posable wrestling figure podcast uh, with Jeff and Scott.
0: Yeah, I definitely co-signed both of those. Halloween Unmasked was great and, and Fully Posable. It was just really great podcast done by by even better people. So uh, definitely subscribe to both of those. Marco, what, what's your podcast picks?
2: Um, so for non-wrestling, um, I want to recommend listening to the um, – it's a podcast called Drink Champs. It's, um, it's again, it's another uh, hip-hop-oriented podcast. Um, podcast it's hosted by uh noriega if you know yeah yeah Uh, and uh, uh dj effin so basically what they do is they um have guests on um and there's a video version of it as well you can listen to audio or video um so you can actually see this while it's happening it's literally just a giant table with liquor everywhere um and they'll have like they'll have athletes on they'll have rappers they'll have like entrepreneurs everyone on and they'll just they'll that they're drinking and talk and talk about like obviously they interview and stuff like that but like it becomes like a conversation it's almost like you're a part of this like really cool like uh, conversation circle. that these guys are happening so um it, they usually they run a little long some some of like three to four hours because it's a legit conversation wow. <laughs> between people so like uh it's, it's really good um they like said they obviously they're drinking so they get drunk during it and, and uh some crazy stories happen that you never thought would have happened um so if you're like a '90s hip hop guy and you want to hear like, like Fat Joe talk about like the '90s stuff, him and Noriega like um, uh, running through that stuff back in the '90s and stuff like that, it's it's pretty interesting. Like the 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 things that they uh, ran into and the things they were a part of. Um, for my wrestling one, um, always is uh, is going to be uh, OVP, our Vantage Point podcast. Um, I've spoken about them a few times on on this show. Uh, really great. It's I, I akin it to like a um if if you like like um like the Iron Podcast and and something to wrestle um it's in that vein but it's from a fans perspective. So basically, uh, two guys they go back and they look at '80s '90s wrestling um, and they kind of like look at it from a fans perspective. Um, all the stuff that was going on. So uh, what they did was they started from like 1980, um, and they're all the way up to I believe 1990 now so they went through like they'll go through the whole year of of wrestling So, like all of 1980 so all the shows um if they're in 1989 they go through all the shows and all the pay-per-views and all that type of stuff um, And they're they're really they're really witty they're really funny they're great they do great uh, impressions of uh pretty much all the wrestlers so there's a uh, Bret Hart impression that's like probably one of the best ones i've ever heard um <laughs> and the guy that produces it he does like he does like effects too so like when he does his Bret Hart impression it will sound like it's like it's it's an actual like video of him talking or like audio of him talking, but it's not. It's actually just him like in a kind of like a like a canned voice. Um, but yeah, definitely definitely OVP. Um, I shout them all the time. We're always interacting back and forth too on on our Twitter and stuff like that. They're really good guys, uh, so definitely give those guys a listen.
0: Okay, for me, uh, for my non wrestling, uh, I picked This American Life. All right, so that was uh, really like the first podcast that I started listening to on a regular basis. In a lot of ways, it's kind of the original podcast. It was, it had the podcast format down before podcasts were really a thing. Uh, for those that don't know, it's on, a, it's a NPR produced show, uh, national public radio. And it basically just, it, they have just a wide ranging, um, Uh, you know, number of topics. The show has been around since 1995 with a new show, basically every two weeks. And they really just pick a slice of American life and just spend an hour um, examining it with, you know, multiple for multiple angles. Uh, Sometimes it'll be something big, you know, like healthcare in America and other times they'll just, they'll pick out a small town or something and just talk about different stuff happening in a small town. So uh, if anybody listens to any of the NPR stuff, uh, you know that it's super relaxing. All right. So it's always, yeah, it's really chill for the most part. So it's just, it's nice to listen to, um, the year that me and Sheena ran 1000 miles in a year, honestly, this American life is what got me yeah, through it because it just relaxed me while I was oh running. God. So
1: yeah, you listen to like, like you're on a 10 mile run and you just like, listen to, you know, these just tell these like stories and yeah, it's, it's amazing. Wow.
0: And it, uh, you know, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, all right. I'm definitely like addicted to it. I have 71 different podcasts I'm currently subscribed to. So I, I, you know, I'm a heavy, heavy podcast consumer, and I, I, I strongly believe that This American Life is still the best one, even though it's like the OG. It, uh, it's got the most stories that really just stick with you. You know, there, there's, there's yeah. episodes of This American Life that you know I still think about. You know, seven or eight years. And after their I've storytelling is
1: just impeccable. Like the way that they tell the stories is just like, you know, like he said, it just, it's very compelling, and it just hits, hits you in a, in a space that a lot of podcasts and like storytellers can't.
0: So there's, a, you can subscribe to it on iTunes like normal, or they actually have an app where um, you can you have access to every episode they've ever done. So I, I recommend downloading the app and uh, and consuming it that way. But definitely give, give This American Life a listen. Um, and then for my wrestling-related one, uh, I'll go with the New Generation Project. So we've shouted this one out a few yeah. times, um, but I just love this podcast. This was the first wrestling podcast I was listening to before I started listening to Cheap Heat, before any of the Conrad uh, podcast. It was New Generation Project, and what this is, it's three British guys that that you know just so happen to be friends, and two of them are really into wrestling, and one is kind of like a lapsed fan, like mm-hmm. he, he knows wrestling but he's not really hardcore. And they just they start at WrestleMania nine and go all the way through WrestleMania fourteen, just watching the pay per views and uh, basically just commenting on it, cracking jokes, um, and it's just it, it's they have some really unique takes on the stuff. It's really well done. Um, and
1: they're hilarious. Yeah. The guys are absolutely hilarious. Yeah,
0: there's there's some really funny jokes. You know, it's stuff that jokes that we've heard on their podcast have kind of just worked its way into to me and Sheena's mm-hmm. daily vocabulary around the house. So uh, give them a listen. Sadly, you know, with a, a podcast like that, you do kind of run out of... Um, out of stuff. So they've kind of gone dormant, but the good thing is you can listen to this entire series now. So subscribe on iTunes. All the episodes are still there and you can just start back in 93 and go through, you know, the, the new generation, uh, era really hits me right in the field spot. Cause that's when, when I was, it, it was kind of the point when I was a kid, but I was really smart on watching wrestling. You know, I'd started watching back in the you know eighty eight and eighty nine, so I still came up during the the so called golden era. But I really started watching it and paying close attention during the new generation era. And I think that stuff's actually aged pretty well. As mm-hmm. some of the stuff seemed kind of kind of crappy at the time, but looking back, you know, there was a lot of entertaining stuff, a lot of really colorful, colorful characters. And, and this podcast is a great uh, companion if you want to go back and relive some of those events so that's our podcast picks um you guys comment uh let us know what other podcasts you guys like because we're always looking for for new recommendations here so
1: yeah marco put a post in the group so if you're in the group everybody was shouting out their favorite podcast too so that's a good reference for you to go to the chick-fil-a show page um, and then see marco's post about the podcast because people were giving their top podcast recommendations
0: up next random merch of the week Random Merch of the Week is where we scour eBay and other dark corners of the internet to find some of the craziest wrestling merch out there for you guys uh, to, to go check out. We'll always post a link to the, the listing or, or the link um, on the on the internet for you guys in the Facebook group to take a look at. So this week, it's something I found on eBay. I didn't even know that WWE ever marketed this, but it's replicas of the shirt that Chris Jericho was wearing when he debuted in 1999 on Monday Night Raw, so everybody remembers that legendary segment when uh, Chris Jericho confronted The Rock. He was wearing the silver fish scale shirt, it looked like something out of Gadzooks. For those that yeah. <laughs> uh, are old enough to remember, when Gadzooks was yeah. a uh, was a store, yeah. <laughs> but um, I didn't realize this. There was actually WWF actually it was WWF at the time. They actually produced some of these for sale, like, you know, like at the merch stand or in the catalogs. So. One is on eBay. All right, again, I found this listing today. It's going for the the reasonable price of, uh, of you know, $4,500. But there is free shipping, all right? Yeah. So there's that. But uh, it's it's this, you know, the silver fish scale shirt with a WWF tag. Um, we reached out to our resident wrestling merch expert, uh, Wrestling for Sale. He said that he did know that he, he knew that this thing existed, but it's not something that pops up every once in a while. He didn't think it's quite worth $4,500. But if you got a hardcore Jericho fan in your life and you're looking for the perfect Christmas gift, uh, this could be it. Uh, Marco, do you ever remember seeing this thing in the catalogs or the merch stands? Because I definitely don't.
2: I do not, actually. And I'm I'm a hardcore Jericho fan. I'm thinking of actually buying this thing uh, (laughs) because it's pretty rad. I would definitely wear this out. Yeah, it's like holographic
1: silver. You know, it's like it's so sparkly and so just I mean, so Jericho.
2: I mean, it's 2020, who cares, right? Just True, yeah. buy it, wear it, and who's going who's gonna to you- tell you any different if you do?
0: Well, you got a like Jericho, no shirt underneath and, you know, yeah. open. Of course. With some leather pants, too. I you think he was it. rocking the leathers uh, when he debuted. Yeah, so but
1: yeah. I mean, who would even... I mean, the thing about this is, is like, this is appealing to a very, very... Niche market, like you know, if you're wearing a Chris Jericho shirt, people like, oh yeah, I remember Chris Jericho, you know. But if you're wearing this, people are just going to think you've like lost your mind and you're insane. Mm
0: -hmm. I really feel like for 4,500, if you could track it down, you could probably buy the shirt that he was wearing when he came out, yeah, on Raw that night. (laughs) That's about what I would expect to pay for that. So (laughs) it's a lot for a replica, but it's definitely a rare piece. You know, I'm 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 checking this stuff out all the time, whether on Instagram or eBay, and this is the first time I ever saw this thing pop up. So. Again, for the, the Foley fan members in the the Patreon group, we'll get a link to this on uh, the Facebook page. Maybe we can get a GoFundMe going and uh, we can get yep. this shirt and we can all just share it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, sisterhood of the Traveling shirt. <laughs>
0: all right. It's time for our Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week. All right, Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week. This is where, uh, just like it says in the title, we go back and pick one of our favorite matches from years gone by and uh, give you guys something to check out for uh, the, the upcoming weekend. So The Rock's been in the news uh, a little bit this week. You know, he made his... Uh, his presidential endorsement. Plus there's been continued rumblings about that. Uh, we're going to be setting up him and Roman at WrestleMania. So we want to go with a little bit of, uh, the rock Rocky, Maya via flavor for this week. So Marco, what was your rock pick for, uh, your retro recommendation?
2: So I wanted to continue with the, uh, with the family feud going on, um, circa, you know, 2000. Uh, so it was Rikishi versus the rock survivor series, 2000. Um, this was the uh, the time where, you know, Rikishi did it for the Rock. You know, hit hit sure. uh, Stone Cold I with the car, the and uh, t- I did it for the Rock. Yeah, he took him out uh, so the Rock could you know skyrocket um, and become the superstar that he is uh, on the uh, the name of Rikishi helping him out. So uh, they had about a I think it was like about an eight or nine minute uh, battle. It's pretty good. It's just basically just some brawling. Um, it's not really any any technical wrestling going on. It's just a lots of punches, a lots of kicks, a lot of fighting on the outside and stuff like that. But uh, it was one of the times where you get you get to see the uh the Samoan dynasty uh go one on one. Uh so that actually popped into my head when I was watching the uh Roman Reigns Jay Usa fight. I was like I was like, I feel like I seen this before, and it was <laughs> Rikishi. It was uh it was Jay's father fighting uh <laughs> fighting his uh his nephew, maybe? Or it's no, his cousin. Uh his cousin the Rock, so um and yeah, so uh and just to uh harp on that, The Rock actually um commented on uh uh Roman Reigns uh Instagram post. Did you see that?
1: Uh-huh, uh he posted. I that.
2: Yeah, so he posted a picture of uh him standing with his arms up. It was yeah, the the final shot of the of the uh the match he had with Jey Uso so where he has the lay yeah.
1: he has
2: his arms up, the referees holding his arms up and stuff. And he basically said he he said something like levels, there's levels to this. And The Rock says, yeah, different. He's like, uh, different levels, same game, or something like that. He's like, I heard you guys killed it out there. So like, so basically, he's saying like, from what I took from that, me being a conspiracy brain guy, hey, um, yes, you're on a level, but you're not on my level. There are different levels. You need to get to mine. So I think The Rock was yeah. kind of throwing it out there, saying, yeah, you're Roman Reigns, you're the big dog, you're the head of the uh, the pro wrestling world right now, but. I'm still the Rock, and I still run run shit basically. Everything. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to happen or not. They're definitely continuing to stoke the fire to keep it warm. I, I think it's going to come down to the crowd situation. I think if they can have the full crowd at the new stadium in LA, I think we're going to see Rock and Roman in the main event. Yeah. But I, I don't think Rock's showing up for for twenty thousand. Yeah. He he, okay. he wants seventy thousand plus. Oh yeah, if he's going to get back in the ring with his cousin. Uh, so my pick was it, it's not just one match; it's an overall show performance. Was Survivor Series '98? So if you guys remember, this was when the the WWF Championship was vacated, and uh, we had the tournament, uh, the Deadly Game tournament. And the Rock had uh, just a couple months prior left the Nation of Domination and, and turned uh, turned face. He was you know the second hottest uh, good guy besides Steve Austin. The crowd was just loving everything he was doing. And this is the night where we saw the ultimate twist. He turned turned back heel and became the corporate champ with Vince McMahon and Shane. Uh, if you go back and watch it, they you didn't really realize it at the time, but they planted a lot of little seeds to uh, to kinda you know, they, they it was hiding in plain sight all night that The Rock was working with the corporation and then it ends up with him screwed over mankind to become champ. So I recommend, you know, going back and just watching the rock story that night, or you could watch that whole show. Cause I, I think that's kind of one of the attitude Era's finest moments, just all the storytelling and all the different angles, uh, mixing in, in that tournament. So uh, Marco, you, are you a big fan of that show?
2: Oh, of course. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they, uh, something to wrestle. They did a whole episode on, uh, the, the deadly game thing. And, um, I actually went back and cause, uh, Bruce Pritchard recommended go back and watch it. Even the TVs leading up to, up to that pay-per-view and, just seeing the story unfold in that way. Cause like, you know, the rocks battle and Vince man, just like, like uh stone cold was. So he had this, like you had like two baby faces going against Vince man, but little did you know that the underlying thing was he was going to, you know, turn his back and, you know, join the corporation and stuff like that. And they even, um, uh, Bruce Pritchard actually gave friend of the show, uh, Vince Russo credit. Cause that was his storyline. Yeah. That, that, was that whole some thing.
0: That's Russo's uh, best work for sure.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah no definitely definitely a huge fan of the of the, i remember watching that pay-per-view and like in total shock at the end of the 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 finish of the the mankind match that's why i was more shocked <laughs> that they actually like taunted you know the what, what had happened before i'm not Screw gonna jobs. yeah i'm not gonna say what that was i was trying to avoid <laughs> that but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah they actually copied exactly what happened so uh yeah, yeah, the it Rock was,
0: put on that horrible sharpshooter on Mankind and, yep. and then the bell rang.
2: Forever ingrained in my memory that uh, that night. I was like, wow, this is – I was like, I can't believe it. I, I, I like the Rock. Now I hate him again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember being a little bit just mixed up because I was rooting for the Rock to win, but I didn't really want him to win it that way. So it was a little bit of a mixed bag for me, but I always love that event. Survivor Series always got a, a soft spot in my heart because my birthday is always at the end of November. So. I think it was either three or four times growing up that for my birthday party, we basically just got survivor series. I had a bunch of friends over watching it. So, um, and that, and that was one of those events also. So yeah, great show. Definitely check that out. Survivor series 98. So now it's time for Sheena to hit us with some listener mail.
1: All right, you guys. So we pulled the Chick-fil-A universe and they gave us some, questions for you guys so ryan blau hit us with a multi-part question a couple weeks ago so we got to part of it but um the last part of his question is marco when did you get serious about collecting and what does your wife think about it
2: oh man um man i started i was cool well i don't have everything i collected obviously when i was younger but uh i was getting i got serious maybe about two, probably say 10 years ago um even oh, wow. longer than that but um it's been a, it's been a journey. I've been like back and forth on it. Not like, not really dedicated to it, um, just like here and there. Not not like I am now. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a long journey since I was actually little. But a lot of my obviously a lot of my stuff got either thrown away or donated somewhere else. So I'm kind of upset about that. Like all my LJNs and my my Hasbro's and stuff like that. So still have a soft spot. Definitely had like GI Joes and all that stuff too. Uh, Transformers. I was a huge fan of. Um, uh, He-Man as well. That was like another um, huge thing. I had a lot of He-Man figures and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, um, yeah, it's been from, from basically like 2009, 2010. Uh, just trying to go Did you collect wrestling um,
1: figures? You said you collected wrestling figures within that time. When did you get serious about collecting wrestling figures?
2: Oh, but yeah, probably, yeah, like I said, probably about 10 years ago. Nice. Um, collected back then. and um, As well as just memorabilia as well um like sports memorabilia too so at the same time doing both um even right now i still collect a lot of the uh a lot of like uh wrestling memorabilia and stuff like that so like that's why i'm like a huge fan of like pro wrestling creek because they have those like uh pretty cool things that you can collect and keep and just like recently that um that ultimate warrior uh gif gift, gift yeah. box that they came out with that type of stuff but but yeah um yeah so like try, I said, I go trying back to build and-
1: you a, a garage like your buddy you try um, to like I, I, build I, up your own, uh, you know, he should.
2: I technically could. Um, I think it's kind of. I, I don't have the time to do that. He's that's been like a like a years and years like <laughs> build him doing that. But um, does he
1: have kids, your buddy?
2: He does not. No, that's why he has. Oh, the yeah, to, to, to do that all that stuff. <laughs> it's
1: a totally I, different ball game.
2: I couldn't even imagine. I have to wait till my kids are like like out of out of the house already to start doing that type of stuff. But uh, no, but, yeah, like no, it's, it's 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 been a long process, and it's just. I love it, but it's, I mean, it's got a lot, obviously it's a lot more in the mainstream uh, than it has been, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it led me to this point, uh, to be talking to you guys. So, um, Sweet. it did something right.
1: Oh, Awesome. So our, our buddy, Mike Lanham, good buddy of the show has actually co-hosted some podcasts with us here. Um, he says Halloween season, pick one, scary movies, decorations or trick or treating,
0: I probably go with the decorations, just because Sheena always kills it on the decorations at our house. makes me, makes me smile coming home from a long hard day at work, seeing the house all uh, done up with all our, our awesome, uh, you know, expertly curated Halloween decorations Aww. out front. Scary movies you can watch year round, so I- I'll go with the decorations.
1: Oh, that's a good point. I, you know, I was kind of leaning towards scary, scary movies just because I love scary movies so much. But yeah, it's definitely not just. For Halloween season, I definitely feel like I enjoy them a little bit more during Halloween season. It just like has that that vibe about it, and you can watch like your Halloween specific, you know, like the Hocus Pocus and the Trick or Treat and all of those that like really have Halloween vibes to them. Halloween, um, and they feel a little bit more relevant, but. I think I'm going to go with trick-or-treating just because I personally love, I love Halloween day. I love getting dressed up in costume. I love seeing everybody else's costumes. We, when we lived, um, in Hawaii, we had an awesome neighborhood where trick-or-treating like they just went all out. Um, and we always had like hundreds of kids come by our house and I love to sing and we always set the mood. We have music and all of that. So trick-or-treating is like a huge event, um, for us i hope we you know i wasn't here i went home to kentucky for halloween last year so i this will be my first time in this neighborhood for halloween and obviously you know with everything going on i don't know how halloween's gonna halloween's gonna pop off but um, i'm super excited to see it and you know we'll we'll find some way to still celebrate celebrate the day what about you marco
2: i'd probably say the same thing uh definitely uh trick-or-treating definitely getting candied and and eating tons of candy now that now that I have kids, I yeah, know um, it's it's even better now. <laughs> it's three bags as opposed to one, so that's that's even that's better. True. Um, that's and then true. That's true. Yeah, my favorite thing is like uh, some people have candies that you totally forgot existed too. That they pass out, you will go through the bag, and you're like, "Holy crap, I forgot these existed!" Forgot about these sixlets. <laughs> these things still exist. Oh my god, I get, I got to eat all these, and then uh, but yeah, just uh, yeah, definitely trick or treat. I was gonna say horror movies. Or scary movies, but uh, but you kind of hit the nail on the head yeah. with that. Uh, you can watch specific ones for Halloween or a specific horror movie that you like. Yeah, during the ha- the Halloween season, but uh, yeah, it's probably trick or treating is the is the best part.
1: All right, this is a, this is a, a question that's not on the list, but it's something that we've discussed in our in our chat. So I just have to get a yes or no answer. Do any of you guys eat? This is for Zach Egoff, buddy buddy of the show. Do you guys eat? Halloween, like the candy corn pumpkins or like the candy pumpkins. Not
0: just no, but hell no. And anybody that eats candy corn needs an intervention.
1: See, I don't mind. I don't. We talked about this last year. I don't mind candy corn. Like I like a couple handfuls of candy corn. It's not something I crave. But but Zach Egoff, for those of you who don't know, you're not in our chat. He he went on record to say it was the best Halloween candy like in existence in the world, like those those candy corn esque Halloween pumpkins, and I mean, I just can't think of that. There's no way that that's the best candy in the world. It's got to be Reese's he, pumpkins.
2: Yeah, he should have got a. He should have been removed from the chat at that moment. <laughs> I don't know why we did not just boot him right at that point. Candy, candy, candy corn's corn is
0: disgusting. Horrible in all forms, no matter what shape it is, no matter what time of year it is.
2: It's <laughs> candy awful. Candy corn is gross.
0: It's just straight. It's. I would say it's straight sugar, but like I don't even, like I could eat like a teaspoon of sugar. Like I don't, I don't even know what it is. It's yeah,
2: just, yeah. I told him I'd rather chew on a traffic cone for yeah. twenty minutes than <laughs> to eat candy corn. It
0: doesn't look good. It doesn't <laughs> feel good in your mouth. It doesn't taste good. The candy corn has no redeeming qualities. Like, yeah, it's horrible.
1: Oh man, <laughs> sorry. We shoot shooting Buried. hard on candy corn around here. I'm sorry, just, Zach.
0: There's just there's so many great candy options out there you know you got your chocolates you know if you have hershey's kiss uh reese's cups you like but those are year-round stuff you could have it it doesn't matter you could have them at halloween also you know
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're (laughs) in orange and black packaging yeah exactly
1: Oh, man. Sorry, Zach. I just ha- I just had to know because, you know, I just felt like I felt like you were really putting putting the candy pumpkins over. So now that we've settled that, I'll do a poll in the group and see who else eats candy pumpkins and we'll we'll settle it for sure. Um, this next question comes in from Kyle Haas. He says, what is a weird food preference that you have that is not a popular opinion? For example, I enjoy popcorn best when it's slightly burnt. That's just like, speaking of disgusting things, if there's like a burnt, if there's one burnt kernel of popcorn in the bag, it ruins like the whole bag. Like it just like permeates the whole popcorn bag with that burnt, ashy taste.
0: I mean, I don't know if he's talking about like, you know, burnt to a black crisp or just, you know, a little overdone. So a little overdone. I I don't mind popcorn a little bit overdone. I I don't know what he means to that. I I don't really mind burnt popcorn, but um, I don't really know if I have any weird, Food preferences that aren't popular. I, you I eat, but you eat like
1: stale French fries. I think that's probably a weird food preference. I like my I mean, French fries to be like scorching hot, like crispy, and you know, I know you eat them like that too. But Seth will like pick at some French fries that have been laying on the the tray like for a little while. And I mean, to me, like I can't eat cold French fries. It's just a, it's just a no go. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I'm probably the same with that. Yeah, I can eat. I can eat stuff cold. Um, if it gets like if it gets like room temperature, especially I mean it's, it's gonna probably sound disgusting, but even if it's like like fast food or something like that, if like I don't get to get to it right away, I can still eat it without any consequence on my end. Yeah, don't...
0: that stuff's loaded with uh, with preservatives and art- artificial flavors. So it's, it's not good that to it's go. it's not
1: that it's going bad. It's not going to like spoil, but it's just the the a fry texture is meant to be crispy and hot yeah. and like greasy. It's not meant to be like a little soggy flop. Well, I think we're yeah. kind of
0: interpreting the question wrong. He's asking for a preference. He's not saying something that you will eat. I mean, yeah, obviously. Oh, our that's true. Yeah, preference. he prefers. Yeah, he prefers something you would prefer. Oh. and I, I can't really think anything off.
2: Me off the either. Top of my
1: head. No, I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to sleep on that, and I'll, I'll answer in the group or on Instagram or somewhere because, yeah, I don't know of any preferences that I have, but yeah, there's definitely things that, like, you know, I do that are that are weird. Um, this one comes in from Johnny. He says. <clears throat> What are your thoughts on the Marvel Legends line? And have you bought any? I literally know nothing about So I Marvel haven't Legends. bought any of
0: them um, just because I really kind of... I, I, I'm i a hardcore collector. It's a little bit of, of OCD. So I really got to kind of cage in exactly what I'm going to collect. But I, I walk past them all the time in the, the figure aisle. And I always stop and take a look. They're very cool figures. Um, uh, my best friend in, in Hawaii, Jesse, his son, Devin, has a, a pretty good Marvel collection. I used to always like going and looking at them. Uh, the cool thing about those is that um, similar to like Star Wars Black Series, you have so many different form factors. You know, the the thing with uh, with elites or wrestling figures for the most part, like, yeah, they're all, they're all different scale and the guys have different looks, but it's still just people in wrestling gear. Whereas Marvel Legends, you have just, you know, the whole Marvel Universe at your fingertips for the different like sizes and shapes of characters. So. I'm a fan of the line. I I admire it. And I, you know, if, if I had the space, I probably would have a few of, uh, my favorite Marvel characters in, in my collection. Uh, Marco, what about you? What's your experience with Marvel legends?
2: Um, I think they look pretty cool. I probably wouldn't collect them personally or anything like that, but, uh, I'd probably do the same if I was just collect the, the, uh, the, the comic book characters that I like and the ones that are like near and dear to me, if anything. Um, I kind of like the, uh, the McFarlane, um, the Batman or the DC figures that are out, they look pretty cool as well. Um, I check on those a little bit sometimes. So, but yeah, I mean, not, not up my alley, but uh, definitely considered it at one point.
1: Lots of people in the group are really hardcore into Marvel legends.
0: Yeah. Pretty cool line. They've been, they've been going for a long time too. So, so that'll wrap up listener mail. Uh You guys, Sheena will keep posting in, in the Facebook group. You guys keep the questions flowing. If we didn't get to yours this week, uh, we'll definitely try to get to up soon and, and keep the new questions rolling in. It can be anything; it could be wrestling related, or you know, uh, action figures, or or just life. Let us know because we definitely love interacting with you guys. So, so that's a wrap for episode 96. Uh, we're far away from episode 100 at this point. We're still trying to uh, figure out exactly what we're going to do for that milestone episode. Um, I did mention it earlier. The next Chick Foley giveaway is going to be going live here pretty soon. We're gonna be giving away Elite seventy-five uh, Jeff Hardy. So this is uh, Jeff from really his, his first singles run. He's got the the funky blue paint on his forehead. Uh, it's a cool looking figure. Uh, I really wasn't a huge fan of Jeff Hardy during this time frame, but it, it does make for a nice a nice action figure. So we'll get the details out to you guys. Just stay tuned to all the different uh, Chick Foley platforms. Uh, Sheena, Marco, remind them where they can find you guys at on uh, on social media.
1: You can find us at, at Chick Foley Show for myself, um, or you can go to chickfoleyshow.com and join our Foley fam. And Marco, where can they find you?
2: You can find me at Chick Foley Show on Twitter. That's where all the, the fun and shenanigans happen.
0: And remember, you guys can become official Foley fam members for $1 a month at chickfoleyshow.com. So hit up Pro Wrestling Tees, take a look at the Chick Foley gear on there, and make sure you guys are using. The uh, Chick Foley code on Ringside Collectible when you order your figures. And episode 96 is a wrap.